you got to start streaming and recording again. Show is looking good, girl. Just like I knew you would, girl. Don't worry about your boyfriend, yeah. Said you should be my girlfriend. Listen. <laughs> Thanks, Chiquette. Oh man, it's gonna be an interesting morning this morning. I already have tears in my eyes. I ain't even crying for real, for real. But I guess it might be one of those emotional days. You know what I need? You know what I need today? I think I might need my gold chain. Okay. I feel like I might need the support of the golded ancestors. It might be one of those days. I'm running out of I'm running out of pages on my Harlem Renaissance book. Let me tell you something real quick, real quick before we start the show. I'm on the train yesterday, right? Mm-hmm. I'm reading my Claude McKay, finishing up with Claude McKay, uh, Home to Harlem. Um, a black man sees me reading on the train. He stops me and he says, how old are you, young brother? And I'm like, uh, 32. <laughs> and he's like, uh, I'm 64. Keep reading. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what? Did I just get a, did I just get uh did I just get an informal pizza bucket ticket from an old man for my reading? I don't know if that if if me reading is an indication that I'm going to save the race, then we in bad trouble, baby. We in bad trouble, baby. Sweetheart, hit the intro. Let's get it started. And welcome back to another episode of Hawaii and Bake with B. Mo. Yeah. This is your Solution Bake podcast, another opportunity for you to reach all the new clues and new prospects of what blackness is, the new blueprints of what it is. What's up? Shift your body a little bit. I got to shift my body? Yeah. I'm, I'm not center on the Instagram. <laughs> or, or here. Um, what about now? It was better, yeah. Okay, all right. Um, uh, welcome back to the show where we do the thing about blackness and we talk about black people and all that other shit too. I want you to think about us as Howard Stern meets what's that nigga name? Tom Joyner. Boy, I don't have it together this morning. I don't know. I think I'm experiencing burnout. Uh, but with a freshly rolled joint, okay, first thing in the morning, um, make sure we are saying good morning to the producer extraordinaire, the watermelon seed to my garden of watermelons. <laughs> make sure we're saying good morning to the lady of the house, a loud resounding, a loud resounding good morning. I'm struggling. I'm struggling. <laughs> No, uh, I'm not okay. Uh, this morning's show is being brought to us by our new sponsors, Gifted Curators, okay? Gifted Curators, they got a spot down in Adams Morgan. Gifted Curators, as the shirt I have on, you see right on the titty meat. Uh, or oh, I have something on my back, too, because I'm branded. Wait, can I see it? Oh, I'm too old to stretch. Lord have mercy. Oh, hey, I'm branded up. Uh, as my man Balik Dope Drummer said, he didn't want to be a walking billboard. I do! Uh-huh. <laughs> um, check out 
gifted curators. Okay, they are black operated. They have some great gas over there. Great I seventy one experience for some reasonable prices. Okay, you can get an eighth for fifty five, which I feel like is real nigga prices, right? You know what I'm saying? You get real nigga prices over at the gifted curators, right above the subway in. Adams Morgan, beautiful shop. They're also pushing art, which is what you're buying. You're buying art, mm-hmm. and then you're being gifted some high-quality marijuana. So we want to thank the good people over at Gifted Curators for being a sponsor of Hawaii. Sometimes I wonder if sponsors know that we black as hell. Mo, because we black as fuck. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, the show is also being brought to you by the Washington Former Bridge, WI Bridge, D.C., Dot com or at WIBridgeDC on all social media networks. Okay, make sure you check them out to get some more black-ass news. Uh, and then lastly, uh, last little pre-roll we got, if you want to donate to the show, if you want to become a patron night, because I'm telling you, that $10 really does make a difference. We have $217 per show or $220 per show, whatever I said before. Uh, it really helps us cut down the cost of that so we can continue to be consistent and give you this show. I'll be honest with you, we started the show in the midst of the in the midst of the, the PPP pandemic, okay? Uh, 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 rest in peace to unemployment because it did as well. It did as well. How right. do I? <laughs> you know, somebody's going to have to do a report. Somebody's going to have to do a study on the quick wealth that was happening during the PPP time. Because I feel like niggas jumped up a class for about six months. I feel like that might be a documentary. Might have to be. Probably like next year it's probably going to come out. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we should do a documentary. Right. All right, we got some a very interesting show for you this morning. I, I did different gift. Yeah, did you put a the gift to curator little third already? You put up the. Okay, y'all can always donate to the show. Be more authentic. Kendall says he's in the burnout club as well. So. BeMoreAuthentic.com backslash the rent d a r e n t. Looks like me and Kendall need to go on vacation. Okay, but we can't shoot nothing and we can't plan nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so we just got to be there and look at each other. Um, we have a very interesting show for you this morning. Of course, some tragedies happening over the weekend. We want to talk about the massacre of black bodies in Buffalo on Saturday. We also want to talk about some responses to those situations. Also, um, I'm driving at a new theory. I had, a, I had the OG Dr. G spoke with me yesterday and reminded me that maybe our generation doesn't quite understand what representation means. Representation doesn't mean me and seen. So I have a working theory on what representation means. Uh, and I, I feel like the first time we want to really explore that, I want to look at this honeypot situation. I want to look at this honeypot. Yes, BMO, a man, mm-hmm. wants to talk about the inner workings of... Uh, a company who is targeted towards people with vaginas. That's what they say. Not just women, but people with vaginas. I don't have a vagina. No, I don't have a vagina. <laughs> it's not there. So I'm gonna, I want to speak to that in a sense because I can't speak to it in another way, but I want to speak to it that way. Uh, but first, I want to start off with... Um, first, I want to start with these middle school dancers. Come on, hit the middle schoolers. Come on, let's go. I feel like I feel like I'm low, you low, we low, we low together. When this happened. Up on them. You said remember we were taking part. Thank you, Timmy. 
How they knew about the Tevin Campbell. That's what I want. And with the resound, I felt like that was the thing they were singing the loudest. You know, it's their parents. It is their parents. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. As a boy with a crush, and I'm pretty sure as a young girl with a crush, can we talk? Man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's your right in the heart. It's your right in the heart. What do they know? <laughs> these kids going to be all right. They're man. like 11 to 13 or 14. 11 to, these are middle school people. Right. What? <laughs> These are middle school people, it's and so that lit. dance look lit. <laughs> and they middle school formal clothes. I know some of y'all are not on the full screen on YouTube or on Twitter, which you can catch the full screen, so you didn't see the video. Um, but these young folks, they doing it, man. As yeah. the, I see in the, um, there's a Monique uh, video. I like, yes, yes, baby, do it. <laughs> y'all better do it. I wanted to start that off because today is going to be a really, a really strange episode. Uh, so there was a massacre that happened in Buffalo over the weekend on Saturday. Uh, white man, 18 years old, drove up from some place in New York, 200 miles out of his way to Buffalo, the east side of Buffalo, to shoot up the black grocery store and take the lives of innocent black people. And then when you read his manifesto, it's very much uh, seeding with this thought called the replacement theory. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how many black folks have actually studied the replacement theory, but I wanted to take a couple of moments this morning to maybe describe to you what's happening with white folks. Okay. But I, I want to do that and let you know that the result of this conversation should be that middle school dance. I remember, and maybe because I'm a child of 9-11, maybe not that I was born out of 9-11, but maybe that's what's affected my generation the most. Yeah. I remember when the wrestling programs and when Jon Stewart came back on and all the TV cable shows came back on, the message was the same, that we gotta live without fear. Because once we fear, terrorism is one. Now, that's what they told me in middle school. <laughs> I have not reevaluated that trope of myth, but I just happen to believe that um, in light of these situations, our response can't be a couple of things, but one of those things can't be like crippling fear. Yeah. So when I see headlines from Deadspin, you can put that up now. When I see headlines from Deadspin that read. No, there's nothing there. There's nothing on the Desmond joint? Mm. Wait, is it behind? Let's see. There we go. Okay. What does it say? Um, white fans were entertained by black athletes a day after a racist killed black people in Buffalo. This is what white supremacy looks like. This is not what white supremacy <laughs> looks like. Right? Right? So, and there's a little time, there's a little time gap there. I don't I don't believe that the response to trauma should be paused activities, censored joy, mm -hmm. niggas stop doing their jobs, running and hiding. I don't know. I also don't believe what Deadspin calls white supremacy is white supremacy. Right. I don't believe the the first off, we ain't playing basketball to entertain you, my okay. nigga. We playing basketball because we like to play basketball. And they and get paid. And they get paid. And they're getting paid. This is the pathway to liberation for some folks, although we will talk about what money means to liberation here in a few minutes. Mm -hmm. um, when I see things from Deadspin like that, it's like, don't don't try to project fear on us. Right. There was a dance on Saturday. Did you see that dance? Play the dance again. <laughs> <laughs> there was a dance the same day. Is playing? I got to mute you. You got to mute me? Oh. Don't try to project on us. Then the lady of the house, is just some quick responses. The lady of the house, I'm sorry. 
get back to replacement theory. So the young man's, well, just this man's theory was that um, replacement theory, which is the basic thought that white people feel like they are being replaced, that their birth rates are going down, that the appreciation white for white culture is eradicated and somehow minorities are trying to take the place of white people. Right. Before we go any further, I would like to debunk, to debunk this theory. Okay. I think it's real simple. Mm-hmm. We ain't trying to be white. <laughs> right. Ain't nobody trying to be white. Right. Ain't nobody trying to replace whiteness. Okay. Um, um, and what I feel like, what has happened is, what I feel like is that white people have been threatened by the liberation of colored bodies. Mm-hmm. The fact that we see whiteness for what it is. So then I asked this question, if whiteness, like blackness, is not real, what what are they doing? What is white supremacy? What is this replacement theory? <laughs> if you have to believe yourself to be white, if white and black were created to create a caste system of socially uh, valuable people, white people at the top, black people at the bottom, mm-hmm. that means white people believe themselves to be white. They weren't white before. They were just people. Just like black people weren't black people before. We were just people. Mm-hmm. So when they call themselves white, when they believe themselves to have a place to be replaced, they have already bought into this toxic mindset that whiteness is a thing. It's not really a thing. It's a toxicity. Uh, play that preacher, though. Because I don't know how many people have actually... I don't know how many people actually have white friends that are wake and bake with Bima Nights, but this is what they're talking about. In church, mind you, this is what they're talking about. I'm to the place right now, if you vote Democrat, I don't even want you around this church. You can get out. You can get out, you demon. You can get out, you baby butchering election thief. You cannot be a Christian and vote Democrat in this nation. I don't care how mad that makes you. You get pissed off as you want to. You cannot be a Christian and vote Democrat in this nation. They are God-denying demons that butcher babies and hate this nation. They hate this nation. Get mad all you want to. I don't care if you stand. I don't care if you throw tomatoes, praise God. I'm about to throw a microphone up in his house. CNN can eat my dirty socks. You cannot be a Democrat and a Christian. You cannot. Somebody say amen. The rest of you, get out. Get out. Get out in the name of Jesus. I ain't playing your stupid games. Bunch of devils. I'm sick of it. Hey, we want to talk about the insurrection. Mm. Let me tell you something. You ain't seen the insurrection yet. You keep on pushing our buttons, you low-down, sorry, compromisers. You God-hating communist America. You'll find out what an insurrection is because we ain't playing your garbage. We ain't playing your mess. My Bible says that the church of the living God is an institution that the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And the Bible says that we'll take it by force. That's what the Bible says. That's what the Bible says. It's going to get worse. Where is Dorico? I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Where is Dorico? I was trying to figure out. But you know what that was? That was either or. That's either or thinking right there. Right. It's the same thinking that sources this white replacement theory. The fact that if they, if white people aren't here, then we just not here. Like, right. what? That doesn't right. make no sense. Um, fuck, I had another thought. Um, I don't know. I forgot now. You said, "Where's the Rico?" Yeah, where's the Rico? I want to know if <laughs> if academics can read the transcript of uh, Young Thug's lyrics as evidence for uh, a racketeering case. Can't somebody read this sermon and be like, hey, wait a minute. Ain't this organized crime? Right. Ain't this organized hate speech? Wasn't that a threat? Didn't he say y'all haven't seen a damn. Y'all haven't seen an insurrection yet? Damn, not our picture fell <laughs> down. We get up. <laughs> not our picture fell down. Damn. Sorry, Jada. <laughs> I want to know where is the Rico? Right. 
And secondly, that's scary as hell. Right, I was scared. <laughs> secondly, that's that's scary as hell. And thirdly, I, f- I find it very humorous that he's, um, um, I find it very funny that he is almost imitating a, a, a Baptist preacher. Absolutely. While talking about using the code language of Democrats as mm-hmm. the they that won't replace us. Mm-hmm. This is this, this that's some scary shit, man. Right. Baby butchering, election stealing. Right. Demons. Demons. From the preacher. Right. Woo. Okay. We got one more thing to talk about as it pertains to this. It pertains to this. Oh, wait. They didn't show up. So the lady of the house actually sent me some screenshots this morning, but I guess they was in the wrong format. You don't got to read them word for word, sweetheart, but you could just speak to the... Uh, uh, what they were saying. I know that you had a different reaction to the Buffalo situation. What, what did you see? Um, I saw a lot of people detracting from the fact that it was an anti-black hate crime and were trying to attribute it to something that was targeted towards immigrants and people of color specifically, mm. not black people. And then I also saw people calling for... Um, you know, anti-Asian hate crime bills. Yeah. Yeah, like adding to it. Yeah. But nothing about, like the same person three days later was talking about the the massacre in, where was it, California? Mm-hmm. But nothing about black people being targeted and massacred in Buffalo. Mm. And this was a black man. That sounds like Clapper. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Um, so my man Geronimo hit me the other day and he asked me essentially what's the what's the solution to shit like this? Mm-hmm. I don't know. And then he also told me like it's a, it's a bad thing to be passively unsurprised, which is exactly what I am right now. Right. I don't know, man. I don't know, man. I uh what uh, as I was sitting on the train platform sh- shedding a tear, it feels like it ain't shit I can do. It ain't shit we can do. I don't know. I don't know how to stop a crazy white boy going to Buffalo and murdering people on the East Side grocery store tops. Hmm. Uh, I read another report. Tucker Carlson is apparently one of the biggest perpetuators of this white replacement theory that we see on Fox News all the time. I just. I don't know, and that came out a month ago. Wow. I'm 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 kind of joking, but I'm also kind of serious. Serious. Where is the Rico? Right. Where is the Where is the big arrest? Where is the investigation of organizations spreading this hateful theory? I saw your girl Candace Owens try to compare this to rap lyrics, and I'm like, nah, nigga, Tucker Carlson on what? the news, bro. Right. Like that's the news. Like Ti is Ti. Like <laughs> Urban Legend was an album. Tucker Carlson on the news 600 times out of his 1,100 episodes, perpetuating this replacement theory. This shit is dangerous. Right. And I don't know what the solution is. Honestly, I have no idea. I don't know what to tell y'all niggas. <laughs> I don't even. I, I have tried. I was actually about to last week. I was about to unveil that I'm. I'm gonna stop telling you niggas to be safe because I feel like that's that's manifesting some bad things. I've been telling niggas to have fun instead of be safe. But even like if I tell you to be safe, what does that mean? I feel like I'm lying to you because what is safety? Safety ain't real. You ain't safe, nigga. You ain't safe, nigga. also seen a lot of people a lot of black people saying that now is the time for us to to leave what do you think about that i guess man really i don't know I don't know how I feel about leaving. I'm, I, I'm still on the fence. If Marcus Garvey came and tapped me on the shoulder right now, like, hey, brother, we going to we going to uh, Liberia? I don't know, man. Doctor Carr said it ain't love, so I'm starting to feel like it's an addiction to be an American. Damn. I don't know. I mean, as as an, as we talked about with racelessness, I feel like the hardest people to participate in racelessness are those who are most connected to the race through some type of a cultural expression so for those of us who are musicians for those of us who have studied black culture and participated in black culture for a lifetime it is hard for one day to be like all right i'm gone yeah um like does stevie wonder actually leave 
Stevie Wonder was talking about leaving. I don't know. I don't know. And and leaving does what? Right, because we're still going to have issues wherever we go, whether it's colorism, <laughs> racism, you know. I don't know what leaving does. I'm, I am a solutionless man on a solution-baked podcast about this situation. So you know what we're going to do? Um, we're going to play Delilah. We're going to roll this blunt, and we'll be right back with more. Awake and bake, we it be more. Yeah. Delilah says to us, children of Samson, love me. Delilah says, I love those who love me, so learn how to love me. Delilah says, do as I say. Delilah says, doing what I say equals loving me, which equals me loving you. So if you truly, truly want me, then do this. Delilah says, cut it. This is no place for your hair or the God that resides inside of its side with me. Delilah says, pick me and not your hair. Delilah says, the fruits of her ripe labor are at the tips of your fingers. Just cut off the history weighing you down. Delilah says, it is not about where you came from. It is about where you are going. Delilah says, she can fix your past. All of it, all of it was a mistake. Delilah says, fix your mistakes delilah says you do not deserve her love until you fit the description until the god in you fits the description the god in your kinks is unprofessional delilah says that the god in your locks is simply too dreadful for the beauty of the workplace for the beauty of her delilah says side with her she'll give you all the power the god in you used to have untwist the god on your scalp straighten out your head and what sits on top of it we were told to stay woke Delilah reminds us this is still no place for our nap. She says, choose, choose, and be reminded that the God on you is so feared it can only be handled in small doses or small changes permit or get rid of it permanently. Delilah will tower of Babel, your high top, until it fades out of translation, until it tumbles down like Jericho, simply by her shouting your name. You forget how strong it was made to be in the first place. She will deny the notion that your afro, your affirmation of faith, how it soaks up holy water so fast. It's as if it was dying of thirst. She tells us it is because it is possessed. We tell her, no, the water is simply returning back to its root. She will deny that the Nile that kings and queens drank from runs amongst the desert of knots that is your hair. Each strand unapologetically raising up the heaven as if to say, God, we are still here. Amongst everything she tried to tell us, we are still here, still with beautiful hair. God, you anointed our heads with olive oil. Our cups have overflown indeed. She will make a forest fire of chemicals, burn the very nature that gives your scalp oxygen. She will detox the holy out of you, make you call your hair heresy, make you fear worth through those that want your features, but not your struggle. She will lie. She will tell you that your hair is an exorcism waiting to happen. There's a house full of demons that must be baptized in a river of product sins that must be cleansed with a set of clippers and even a pair of holy marys she will leave you detesting the very fabric of your texture she will tell you that you are not pretty enough to be with her you are not professional enough to eat with her you are not not you enough for anything that she has to offer delilah says abandon your hair, she says, abandon. Your heritage, Delilah says, abandon. Your God, he cannot exist in hair. And we look at her and say, he already exists in our hair. Regardless. To the place right now. If you vote Democrat, I don't even want you around this church. You can get. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, welcome back to Wake and Bake. We it be Mo. Yeah. I feel real subdued and calm this morning. Mm. Um. 
All right, y'all. Today's blunt is being sponsored by the good folks over at Gifted Curators. Okay, it is review time. This morning we are smoking on Money Bag Runts. I think that's from Money Bag Yo. Mm-hmm. I'll let the lady at the house smell it while I spark this blunt. Make sure y'all go over to Gifted Curators, which is in Adams Morgan. Tell them BMO sent you. Wonderful weed, great prices. All you need is your ID. Uh, the security guard is a really cool dude over there, too. Got a lot of black operators over there to walk you through the experience if this is your first time. I think you can also get some free gifts with purchase, which includes this beautiful rolling tray that we have right here, or maybe a T-shirt, or maybe a bucket hat of some sort. But make sure I go over to get the curators later the house. What are your thoughts on the scent? You know what it smells like to me? Mm, what's that? Like Tootsie Rolls. It smells like Tootsie Rolls, she <laughs> says. Mm, with grapes. <laughs> yeah, there's a little, a little fruity. Yeah, Tootsie yeah. Roll is like a, a fruity, if you will. Yeah, like yeah. a grapefruity. Yeah, right. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. We're going to burn one end of this to make sure we got the excess paper off. And then I'm going to show you my pearled roll. You know, my birthday coming up. <laughs> oh, shit, it's next week. <laughs> yeah, it's the next, not, the next Tuesday we'll be together will be, look at this perfect blend right here. Payow. Oh, I dropped it. Hey. Nope. Um, How do you cut the tip off? You usually don't do that. Yeah, I do. I bite the tip off. But it's, it's usually not open like that, is it? I mean, you don't got to tell the people all my mistakes at one time. I, God I damn, what, sweetheart. I Jesus. I thought you tried something new. It's all I, good. It's all I good. thought maybe you learned something new. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't learned nothing new. Let's try this blunt, man. Let's try this weed, man. I, as can, I don't know if y'all can hear the energy in my voice, but I'm just real. I feel defeated. Uh, I feel like these white people winning, but I'm like, but I'm also feel like I'm, it's my responsibility to tell you like, don't be sad, my nigga. Don't be down. Don't let the don't let the fear get to you. you know what I mean, don't be scared. Live a life in abundance. Be brave. Yeah, I feel like they want us to be in fear. That's what they want. They, they want, want us to be, be scared. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. The white preacher dude, that scared the shit out of me. Yeah. That's a man of the word. That's a man. Of, that's the man of the Lord. Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was scary. Goodness gracious. <laughs> Allegedly a man of God. <laughs> anyway, let's get to uh oh, let's review this blunt. Hold on. Let me clear my let me clear my mouth real fast. Alright, let's see what you got, gift the curators. They got a good get a good smoke on it. I don't know if y'all can see the it's got a good dense, smoke on it. It's not dense, good and light. Ooh, that's delicious. Ooh, that's delicious. Like, usually sometimes when you get a sweet weed, and I think this is 50-50, if I'm not mistaken. I believe the money bag runs as a 50-50 hybrid. Sometimes when you get a sweet weed, the burn is is like, mm -hmm. it's nauseating. But I think because this is a, a darker weed, a little denser, the terrapins are, are burning in a way that I feel are more appetizing to the to the taste at the same time the the smoke is um light but gassy almost like that uh it's what we describe as that homegrown feel it's like that that yeah. sometimes when you get the dispensary weeds when you get the real tight do you know sometimes y'all seen it sometimes you get the bud is real tight don't even like it's got leaves on it yeah. it's just like a big dense, yeah. ball of thc this ain't that this is definitely more of a uh, I'll call it the 70s smoke because in the 70s smoke they used to smoke all outdoor weed, right? Mm -hmm. Which is when they started perfecting the weed process in the 90s. Niggas in the 70s is like, what the fuck is y'all smoking? <laughs> it's because niggas in the 70s was basically uh, smoking high-grade CBD. <sighs> yeah, that shit. If you look at pictures of it, that shit look completely different. That shit look like rags, <laughs> yeah. right? Right. So, so like, but the 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 construction of this bud is more loose. See what I'm saying? I don't know if the people can see, but it's more loose. It's less. There are less like. You gotta do the. You gotta do the beauty influencer. Put your hand behind it. <laughs> that's what I gotta do. I gotta, I gotta do. I gotta hit this joint right here. I guess. Oh, that's too much light. I don't know, man. I, I, don't, I don't give a fuck, man. <laughs> you know what it is? I ain't low. I think my fuck it meter is just broken. Mm. And broken to the sense like it's fuck it to everything. <laughs> huh? Apathetic. Um, apathetic. Yeah, I 
pathetic. I think these are just the signs of burnout. And to which I asked myself in the shower the other day, how have you turned out? How have you, how have you like uh, 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 had a solution to burnout before? Don't you just take time off and like? No, I just kept working. Rest? <laughs> I'm just talking about what did I do? Yeah, no, I, I thought I thought you rest. No, oh, I just, just I just worked through it. Oh, I just worked through it, and then you get even, well. Well, here's what happens. This, you know how you know you know how my vacations have happened in the past. Wow, I am I am a stressed out, traumatic t- motherfucker. You know how I got rest in the past? Oh, I got evicted. <laughs> I got evicted 14 months apart. That was my yearly vacation. Sweet. Being homeless for like two weeks, trying to figure oh, it out. <laughs> and the next year, the pandemic started. So. And then, that was what? Another 12 years. I got trauma. <laughs> I need some rest, Lord. Mm-hmm. I need some rest. And everybody in the chat like, BMO, ain't you in charge of your own schedule? Yes. And I'm a terrible boss. <laughs> I'm a terrible boss. That nigga BMO will not let me off. Every time I try to take a day off, you know uh, you know what they call this BMO for, right? No. No. <laughs> anyway. Good weed. Check out Gifted Curators. You can't be mo if you if you have nothing. If I have less. Yeah, yeah. You can't be mo if you have less. Lady of the house. We need an editor. We need a live editor. Somebody to make that thing just pow. Uh, You can't be mo if you have less, nigga. I've been investigating. This is completely off track because we supposed to talk about Honey Pot right now. Let me ask you a question. What's up? Why are we still using the N-word? Are you... Is this... Is this in response to that conversation between... Keenan and, and Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson, yeah. I did, so, maybe I should have put this down. But I saw an interesting conversation between Keenan Thompson and Mike Tyson. Two individuals that are part of your childhood that you didn't know need to have a conversation with each other. Right. But they do. Think about it. Kenan Thompson. Kenan Thompson is, we'll see here. Kenan was like 15, 16 when Mike Tyson was in his prime. I was like five, four or five. Wow. You weren't born yet. And like 94, you were born 95, right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, Kenan Thompson is somewhere between 12 and 16 years old in 94. Lady House is not born. I'm four or five years old. A conversation between two motherfuckers that you didn't know needed to have a, need to have a conversation. Essentially, if you want to think about it, if Mike Tyson was in his prime at like 25 and Kenan Thompson was 16, they the same generation. They right. two different sides of the same generation. Right, right. Like the beginning and the end, yeah. Right. So these two are having a conversation about the N-word. Right. And I'm not going to lie. Uh, was that Daniel Sloss? Who said that you have to have, every so once in a while, you got to go internally and re refresh your definitions. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know if I've re- I don't know if I've refreshed my usage of the N-word, the K-word in my opinion, the N-word um, under a new mindset. Interesting. So then I asked you later in the house, because I'm not going to ask myself, because that would be too much. <laughs> I have to turn that way and look at a different direction. Later in the house, why are we still using the N-word? It's, it's a little complicated, because I feel like We've tried to reclaim it, right? But niggas always claiming drama. Right, right, right. Like we see, <laughs> but mm. yeah. Not saying this is not a conversation about that we shouldn't, but I think, I think, I think we got to think about it. Yeah. I think we got. I think we have to reinvestigate our definitions and uses. Anyway, let's get back to what we prepared for. Okay? I want to talk about Honey Pot. I want to talk about um, pussy preparation. <laughs> pussy prep. That's what I want to talk about. I want to talk about vaginal health. Okay, lady of the house. I need your help. Because I don't got one. <laughs> and I don't know how they work. Okay? I know you got a clit. You got four lips. <laughs> right? <laughs> you got a clit. You got four lips. You shed some shit. You change eggs. 
You got fallopian tubes that look like flowers on both sides, <laughs> right? Am, am, am I wrong yet? I know that the vagina is different than the uh, the whole vulva, so like okay. everything ain't sitting in your pussy per se. Like it's in there, but it's in there, yeah. right? Okay. Um, I know the G spot is on this side. What? Right? You go well on my for my position. You go up in that way. It's like it's it's like this, like yeah. hooked up. It's behind the thing. Yeah. Yeah, you got to go to the... It's not to the left. It's, it's, it's not like, to the left. It's no, just up. It's up, yeah. It's like well, see, I was wrong. I was wrong. I was going to the left. <laughs> it's not to the left. I was on the left. <laughs> what else I know about pussies real fast? Um, I know, don't you Don't you got to break some bones to have a baby? Don't you got to, like, move some bones? On some oh, bones yeah, breaking yeah. some shit like they that? Move, okay. But they don't break. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes you do do. Uh, sometimes, yeah. Yeah, sometimes you lose teeth. Yeah. Sometimes I lose teeth. Yeah. Goddamn babies. <laughs> How them niggas got more rice than you? <laughs> Fucking parasites. I don't know. Anyway, Honeypot, mm-hmm. play the video. Because she going to talk about it better than I can. That's the first one, right? Yeah, Honeypot one. I want to talk to y'all about Honeypot. So I love this product. I swear by it. I've been using it for some time now. Started using it because I don't like the ingredients that are in products like Summer's Eves and all of the other products that are out there for feminine care. Now, what I want to point out is that I recently noticed that something is different. The one that I have says no parabens on the front, along with all of the ingredients that, you know, it typically has. I recently went to the store the other day with a friend and I introduced her to the Yuka app. Yuka is an app where you can scan and it'll tell you if a product is good or bad. The one that I have in my possession scans for a hundred out of a hundred excellent, has all good ingredients. Now, now when I recently went to the store, this is the one that I scanned on the Yuka app and it comes up for 21 out of 100. Mind you, it's the same brand, the same type. It's the Honey Pot Aloe Wash and something is now completely different. I'm gonna show y'all another picture. This is the picture that I took and you, as you can see on the front, it doesn't have the no parabens anymore. And just so y'all know that I'm not lying, this is the one that I currently have in my possession that says no parabens on the front, and this is what it scans for, and this is the list of ingredients. Okay. So, would you say? Would you say while we was muted? Well, I make products, so I know I know what some of these ingredients are. Uh huh. And and you pointed out, you just pointed out three ingredients. You said what? What did you say behind? What did you say? Go back. I said, uh-huh. Ooh, <laughs> ethanol and. Uh, propylene glycol. Now I'm no chemist. Yeah. Okay. The lady of the house has years of experience in creating products. That's crazy. All right. yeah. Huh? That's crazy. But yeah. 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 All right. She no chemist. Yeah. I don't want. I don't want to see her hand and say that these are the definitive facts. Yeah. But we got the right to be wrong. I feel like we close though. If the lady of the house can see these products as a product maker, and she says, "Oh, wait a minute. Oh, wait a minute. Mm. If what's the app they call? She called the Kumba. Yuka. Yuka. Yeah. Jesus, I'm bad with names. <laughs> Why am I so bad with names? If the Yuka app has identified, that's two sources. Mm-hmm. Two sources that said the recipe has changed. Mm-hmm. I would like to say in this moment, because Honeypot has a history of being discriminated against, trolled, um, negatively reviewed as a way to detract from his business, I would like to say that the point of this conversation is not to distract you or deter you away from Honeypot. We are actually having a conversation about the price of change. Keep playing though. Okay. Was I mute for that? Yes. Mistakes, mistakes happen. Mm-hmm. And as we said on this show, guess what? You don't have to be perfect to be respected. But mistakes happen. And something happened. Uh oh, voice crack. Something happened. I think we need to talk about. Now, I want to make it very clear that I'm not bashing the company or trying to blast them by any means because I really do love the products. But my whole point for switching is because certain feminine care products have a lot of harsh chemicals in them and I wanted to switch to something that was more natural, more holistic and healthy. So I am a little perplexed as to what's going on. Are they changing the product indefinitely? Will there be different versions of the product? Is she selling her company? I think that this is something her targeted audience needs to be made aware of because it kind of defeats the 
purpose of having a healthier option. So this is from a, this is from the consumer, right? So there was a response. Wait, is there? A, uh, Hit yeah, the huh? Hit the two. Hit the two. You got to read them for me though. I am a CEO. This is what's uh, her name? Uh, Patrice. Beatrice. My bad. <laughs> Beatrice Dixon. Patrice. This is the Patrice. Patrice. Uh, <laughs> oh no. This is her response. She gave a couple of responses. She has a long Instagram video. You can definitely go check that out. But here's the summation of her response. I am a CEO, a chief innovation officer and founder, but I'm also human. One, we have not sold. Two, the wash formulation has evolved for good reason. Three, we have and will always serve humans with vaginas best. And then she puts her full statement in a link to her Instagram. What was number one? One, we have not sold. I'm still very confused. I've information overload is happening right now. I've seen so many things in the past few days about this honeypot situation and when I think about this situation, I think about one company that I can't talk about specifically, but then I think about like Bevel who sold itself to Gillette, part of Procter and Gamble. I think about Versus who sold itself um, to Triller mm -hmm. versus 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 mm -hmm. against as we saw, the gathering spot was just acquired by Greenwood Bank. So I'm having a hard time evaluating, having a personal response to what happens to these companies when they are acquired by major businesses. She says that she was not sold, in which I will trust her mm -hmm. for now. Because I don't know. Right. Um, and that leads us to point two, which is point two, which is? Uh, the wash formulation has evolved for a good reason. So they have added, from my understanding and reading other things, Lady of the House, definitely correct me if I'm wrong, you got more experience in it. But from my understanding and reading, uh, reading some notes from another cosmetology scientist, the things that they have added to the product are preservatives. Right. Um, these preservatives in 10, according to the statement of Beatrice, uh, or Patrice, um, according to these statements, these preservatives are to ensure that to ensure that you have a quality experience throughout your life cycle of the product. Mm -hmm. So essentially it's supposed to last longer, stay on shelves longer, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Um, What's, what's the third point? Um, well, to that point... Go ahead, hit me. There are natural and, you know, organic preservatives. Uh-huh. Um, I heard that the one that they had before, the cocoa something-something, yeah. is like a, a rare extract that they couldn't mm, okay. keep up. Okay. Not a... Maybe not say rare. An expensive <laughs> extract that they yeah, couldn't yeah. keep up, which means they don't have any sustainable sourcing. Right. But that's... We know this. <laughs> Let's get to the third point because it's going to sound like I'm dragging this lady, but I'm not really. I'm not really focusing on her. I'm focusing on the whole issue of what it means when things for us get bought by things for everybody. Mm -hmm. uh, we have and always will serve humans with vaginas best. That sounds like marketing language. Mm -hmm. So, um, she may not have sold. The ingredients have changed. People are upset. Do you have the right to be upset? I don't know if that is my conversation to have. But when I hear young ladies like the one we just heard in the example saying it kind of defeats the purpose, when I hear the lady at the house who creates products saying that these products are, mm, ooh, mm. and we're supposed to be a naturally designed. Yeah, it does defeat the purpose when that was the whole selling point of her brand. Right, and then I hear her using language from 2017, 28, or 2020, I should say, saying that she had a dream and the ancestors gave her the ingredients. Yeah. Who told you to put preservatives in there? <laughs> right. We got several ancestors. I mute they calls. But white men speak. To, the white men speak to me too. <laughs> 
And fucking Jeff Davis in there too. Magellan in there too. Colonizers, they in there too. What decision would make you want to have your products on the shelves longer? One ancestor influenced your capitalism. Was it Booker T. Washington? Because that's what I want to know. I don't. I don't necessarily have a problem, and not necessarily. Not that this is about my opinion, but I think the the issue is here when the things for us become for everybody, the recipe always changes, right. or the recipe seems to always change. And what it seems like, it seems like the gathering spot and the Greenwood Bank have at least tried to draft a new blueprint of what it looks like to keep even acquired business and elevated business within black business. Not saying that she sold, but we've seen some other companies, I've named some other companies, in which we've seen them change the formula so that it fits for everybody. And guess who ain't everybody? The same people saying that they will replace us. Exactly. They are the everybody at this moment. And to believe otherwise is foolish. It's one thing, it's one (laughs) thing, I find myself saying this more and more, but like, There are not definitions, I agree. On a very philosophical level, facts are common beliefs, and usually the common belief belongs to the majority. So there is room for people to have anti-majority thoughts and definitions. But to do the work of reversing the majority uh, uh, agreed upon definition takes revolutionary work. And you know what's not revolutionary work? changing the formula at midnight and not telling nobody. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be perfect to be respected, but you got to respect your customers, though. Right. Don't spit on my head, call it rain, and then when I look up, say, oh, we changed the formula. What you mean? Don't gaslight me. Right. Talk to me. Anyway, it's been a very somber day. I feel like it's been a very... It's been a very monotone day on Who Wake and Bake with Bimo. <laughs> we got any comments? Um, Kendall says the white man speak to me too is a bar. Yeah. I don't be listening to that motherfucker though. I actually specifically listen to be like, all right, I'm not gonna do that. Yeah. That's it? Yeah. That's the only comments? I guess the wake and bake will be more nice, a little monotone. Well, we got comments from earlier, but what you mean? From the uh, white replacement theory. Mm. Mm, you know what's time for? Burning question. Farouja. Ba doom boom. Brought to you by Sweetheart. <laughs> yeah, I'm mad I didn't write it down earlier, but um. Okay, about about everything that's going on and everything that happened over the weekend. Do you think there's anything we can do to protect ourselves? Like, truly protect ourselves because, as you said, I know why I'm saying. I know. I know what it is. I know what it is. I know what it is. See, I'm an optimist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I am a full-hearted, full-hearted <laughs> optimist. Like the greatest, the greater fool, as they say. Yeah. I have no problem. Um, what's my man? Kiotian. I have no problem being the Kiotian in the room. Mm-hmm. No problem. But when situations on Saturday happen, it just reminds me, like, nigga, you wrong. <laughs> I don't know why you're so optimistic. Niggas can drive up 200 miles away and just put choppers out at the chop at the tops. Niggas buying their pork chops. Do I? What's ask the question again? Do you think there's anything we can do? No. <laughs> no. And it breaks my optimistic heart. I don't know. What? What? <laughs> what could we do? Name a thing. Mm-hmm. Name a thing that we haven't tried. Ooh, ooh. 
<laughs> this might be a little ah, controversial. Segregation? I don't think the people heard you. And your mic far from your face. I know. Uh, <laughs> I didn't want to say it. But you heard me. No, I didn't hear you. You heard okay. The segregation? Segregation is what the lady of the house said? Why are you yelling? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know, man. What? I don't know. I feel like I said I don't know so many times on this show. Today. It's not the Stilo. You don't always have to have the answers. You're right. Mm. Well, um, but you know, maybe, maybe do the people help me? <laughs> uh, Kendall said, "Get some rest, bruh. Segregation didn't stop killing back then. I know, but like, yeah, they burnt the whole towns up. They drowned the towns, actually. I know. Man, would you rather be drowned or muted? Hmm. <sighs> what can you do because the security guard?" was shooting back and the guy had on like armor plating so like <laughs> not my man was arm was iron man right all right well we're gonna see y'all on thursday or not i don't know we'll see what happens <laughs> we'll see y'all on thursday uh you can always check the instant replay on youtube or twitter where you can see the whole full screen situation or listen to the podcast on apple music spotify apple podcast that is spotify and BeMoreAuthentic.com uh, We're going to leave you with a music video that hopefully will leave you in better spirits than I am right now. Okay? We got the we got the, the light-skinned wonders. What was the two dudes who had the tiger in Vegas? Oh, um... Damn, it just left me. What was the... What? I can see them. <laughs> Not Siskel and Ebert. <laughs> uh, oh, man. They had that damn tiger. Oh, they the light-skinned them. <laughs> They the light skin now. No, uh, Siegfried and Roy. Siegfried and Roy. Who got bit by the tiger? Was it Roy? Damn. <laughs> Damn. Simon and Garfunkel ass niggas. <laughs> no, but for real though, check out Yaj and Dill. They got Alt Delete 2 coming up. You can check out the single on Apple Music. It is Best of Me. Best of Me. Best of Me. Uh, we'll see y'all on Thursday for another episode of Hawaiian Make Will You Be? Mo, yeah. Good morning. This sounds terrible. We have our biggest show in three days, and you still don't have it down. Paige, come on. I mean, I took like three weeks to learn this tambourine, and honestly, you're the one who's always late to band practice. Um, I think we're all just hungry, like. Yeah, just be cool, man. I might have been a little flat. Mercury's in retrograde and I need to protect my peace. I'm out of here. Wait, what? What does that even mean? Wait. Hey, one of y'all musty. What's that smell? I know you better open this garage door. God dang. <laughs> huh. Yeah.
Take your energy.